absolute power corrupts absolutely. Gotta get dead. Gotta get dead. Gotta get dead. Gotta get dead, 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 dead. Gotta get dead. Gotta get dead. Gotta get dead. Gotta get dead. 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 Yo, I got that hit to be supply. You can get that bass on below. I got that rock and roll. That future flow. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to a fine Sunday morning. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and as always, this is The Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. It's 347-637-3220 is the place to be. If you want to talk to JT, the master, and that would be me. Got a great show in store for you, as always, on this fine Sunday morning. Another, uh, in fact, is the middle, exactly the middle uh, of the month, the 15th of May. Um, And uh, we're going to be talking about what we talk about in sports in May, other than hockey going to be talking about some Major League Baseball, going to be talking about some um, NBA playoffs. They're in uh, the waning moments of uh, the Eastern Conference uh, decision of who's going to be in the uh, conference finals. It's going to be decided today. And we're going to be talking about some NFL. NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, they're all on tap today for the master plan um, and we also have uh, a, a chat room sitting out there. If you want to make a ca- make a case in your um, comment or a question, you can put it in that chat room. I'll see it quite naturally. I'll address it, and then we move on from there. Let's, why don't you just call in and converse so we can talk about it? All right, where do I want to start first? I said Major League Baseball. Let's start in the NBA because that's the um, that's here and now. That's here and now because of the simple fact is um, it comes down to um, who who wants it the most. Is it the Miami Heat who are traveling across uh, the border to play the Toronto Raptors at home in game seven? The experienced Miami Heat, the multi-championship winning Miami Heat, going up against a very young, inexperienced, and this is the first time they've ever been in this situation, talking about the Toronto Raptors. Kyrie Irving, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie uh, Lowry, and um, Mr. DeRozan and company. Who's going to come on top? I think, if I'm not mistaken, the odds 
on um on the NBA uh on that NBA game, I think that the um, Toronto Raptors are favored by like four points or something like that. And uh, but you you got a, uh, the X factor. Dwayne Wade and company, he's about to Dwayne Wade rises to big occasions to those type of occasions. And even though, and I'm looking up it, uh, as we speak, the the odds. Yeah, the Toronto, no, I'm sorry. Miami is a four and a half point betting favorite at sports books. Just for that simple fact that the Miami Heat are the more experienced team when it comes to um, playing in these game sevens. And 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 then crunch time and, and games that one and done. Like I said, you got that Dwayne Wade factor that weighs into this. But you know what? A lot of a lot of sports books had the San Antonio Spurs as the favorite when they matched up the last game they played with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. And how'd that turn out? Because the the Sports book have one team favored over another, regardless of the point spread. Doesn't necessarily mean that's the way it's going to go. The game still has to be played out there, and it's it's not played on paper. It's played on the hardwood. You can't account for um, bounces of the ball. You can't account for mental mistakes. You can't account for uh, players who have more um, heart than others, more drive than others, uh, more I want this more than the other team or other player. And it's quite naturally a skill level. And they were playing at home. Just like this. Now that was a game six. This is a game seven. I'm talking about Previously, the Oklahoma City Thunder, because the uh, San Antonio Spurs had the better record, they had gone to a game seven, San Antonio would have been going home. So in reality, game six in Oklahoma was actually Oklahoma's game seven, because they didn't want to go back to San Antonio, because San Antonio um, very rarely loses at home. In this case, it it is a game seven. It is the Miami Heat who have been there before. It is the Toronto Raptors who have not been there before. Very young team. Like I said, the two superstars on this team, um, Kyle Lowry 
and, and DeMar DeRozan. Um, need to come up big again in order for this team to um, move to the to the uh, conference Eastern Conference Finals, going up against the, the undefeated in the playoffs, Cleveland Cavaliers. But you got to get there. To, to you got to get there. And you know what? Time for some new blood in the seventh game of the NBA. I mean, it's time for some new blood to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. You got the Miami Heat that's been there before. Quite naturally, the Cleveland Cavaliers have been there before. Why not the Toronto Raptors? Why not them? Why not them? Toronto Raptors had the second best record in the Eastern Conference behind the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Why not one and two in record-wise in in, uh, going up against each other? It, It only makes sense to me. But, like I said, it looks good on paper. Everything looks good on paper. But the game has to be played with human beings in mind. And you never know what the bounce of the ball, what brain fart somebody may have at a crucial time in the game. All these games have been relatively close, pretty competitive. I think Three, at least three overtimes in this in this series. I would think that this is a game seven. Usually in game seven, butt cheeks tighten up. Uh, people um, have a t- tendency to be a lot more reserved and conservative in in in, in what they in how they play. And I I, I can't think of a. Uh, reason that it wouldn't wouldn't be in this game. <clears throat> It'd probably be a, a low scoring game for the simple fact that is it's uh it's um it's seventh game and. You have to think like this. Game one was won by Miami, 102 to 96 in overtime. Game two was won by Toronto, 96-92 in overtime. Game three was won by Toronto again, 95-91. Game four won by Miami in overtime, 94-87. Game five, Toronto won. 99-91. Game six, Miami won. 103-91. to 91. So the most point differential in this, in this series was the last game where Miami won by 12 points. Toronto point differential, uh, the most they, they've beaten Miami by is... Uh, the last game, the, the game five, which was ninety nine ninety one, 
So you, you figure the one who he gets to, I say, 97, 98 first is probably going to uh, win the game. Who does that? I'm saying it's going to be to the Toronto Raptors. Sportsbooks say it's going to be the Miami Heat who are going to win by four and a half. Miami's won by 12, 7, and 6. Toronto's won by 4, 4, and 8. So, and Miami's gotten to the century mark twice where Toronto has not. Game 1, game 6. Miami wins 101, 102, 196. Game six, 103-91. So I'm saying that 97-98 on average wins this game. On average, in my opinion. And that's just my opinion. Take it to a grain of salt if you like, but that's that's just how I feel. I don't know the... I'm not Nostradamus. I'm not a fortune teller. I'm not a so a, expert. It's just in my in humble opinion. So if I was a betting person, this is what I would do. I would bet on the Toronto Raptors playing at home. They had the best regular season record. They have beaten Miami uh, at home. Twice. Miami's beaten them once at home at, at in Toronto. So I'm I'm saying this. I think that the Miami Heat are going down and going home. Chris Bosch can wait just like he is going to anyway until next year to possibly play uh, a, a, another game for the Miami Heat. He wasn't going to play this way. He wasn't going. He's just sitting on the bench being a cheerleader. Dwayne Wade to take his ball and go home. And Miami Heat will go to woulda, coulda, shoulda. And the much anticipated by some matchup between the Miami Heat, who LeBron James left to go back to Cleveland. Uh, Dwayne Wade, Wade led, led Miami Heat going up against the LeBron James led Cleveland Cavaliers. The much uh, anticipated or looking forward to or whatever you want to say it by some, not by me, not really. We'll have to wait. Possibly next year. I think the upstart, the young bucks, the young bucks, find a way to get this done and take the W home. And Drake and company in Toronto will enjoy the victory of going to the Eastern, of uh, winning against the Miami Heat, and have an opportunity to um, beat the Cavaliers for the Eastern Conference title. 
with the reward of going up against whoever wins the West, and the and 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 uh, one step be one more step away from the NBA championship series. <clears throat> but we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens. Come on, Kyle Lowry. Come on, DeMar DeRozan. What do you want? I want winners. I hear you. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Tell me again what you want. I want winners. All right. All right. Let's take this. Let's do this, people. Let's take a little short break, one-minute break, and uh, we'll be back in a – maybe we'll – no, we'll still be talking about the NBA because I want to talk about something that um, I got – it's kind of – what the – one of the WTF moments. I'll put it that way. I'll be right back. Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the fantasy sports and politics show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FST himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry, the master tailor, will go over the weekend sports prep you for your upcoming fantasy games and spark a debate politicians would love to hear. That's the FSP Show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K. You can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24-7-365 for other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. All right, people, I'm back. And that's the FSP show on Monday, uh, excuse me, Saturday Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where Victor Gardner is the uh, host. I am the co-host. Uh, hopefully you listened yesterday uh, when we um, had some slight technical difficulties, but uh, we did have a decent program. I hope you listened to it. Uh, if not, uh, catch us um, next week, Sunday. 1 p.m. Eastern, I mean, sorry, excuse me, Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Saturday afternoon. All right. Staying on the NBA. And this does have something to do with the playoffs, but it's an offshoot of of, uh, the playoffs. I don't know if it's whiny. I I don't know if it's... uh, being sour because uh, I didn't win thinking that this is your award and nobody else should be getting it. Maybe being full of yourself. I'm not, I'm not sure how to take this, but every league has the most valuable player, baseball, basketball, football, um, hockey, uh, all the major sports have the most valuable player. And uh, nothing that said it, it's the 
the war is, is not labeled most. Uh, excuse me, the war is not labeled the best player. It's labeled the most valuable player. MVP. MVP. Okay. We all know that Steph Curry last year won the MVP, and rightfully so. wasn't unanimous, but he won the MVP last year. And uh, uh, they went on to win the uh, NBA championship. He won the MVP. In the MB- no, he didn't. They went, went on to win the MVP in the championship. And uh, um, some question last year whether Steph should be the MVP. Some say James Harden. Some said Russell Westbrook. Some said LeBron James. But it came down to Steph Curry in 2014-2015 season winning the MVP. And they questioned because of the situation with the Cleveland Cavaliers and the depletion of their roster because of injuries in, in the finals. The um, validity or the how good how good was their win uh, for the Golden State Warriors? Which, if I was the Golden State Warriors, rightfully so, rightfully so, I would take offense to that because we won the the championship fair and square, regardless of who was on the floor. We won the championship, and they had a chip on their shoulder coming into the season. Luke Walton takes the coaching range because uh, um, uh, the coach had some uh, medical issues that he had to deal with, but the Golden State Warriors, with a chip on their shoulder, won 24 out of 24 games to start the season, going to a 73-9 and regular season record. Regular season record. Now, Steph Curry was a lot better this year, or better this year than he was last year. He led the NBA in scoring, 30 points a game. Led it in steals, three points, three-pointers made percentage. He had 90, 90% three-point percentage. While contributing a league high player efficiency rating, and quite naturally, like I said, they won a record seventy three games mvp MVP candidacies don't come much more obvious than this case, and I have to agree with that okay lebron LeBron James a four time winner of the MVP, still have a different way to frame things. Now, you know, to me, this is a backhanded slap. Say, you deserve it, but I think the, and this is a quote from LeBron James. I think sometimes the word valuable or best player of the year, you can have different results. You know, that's not taking anything away or anything from anyone that's ever won the award. Now, he, he, now you think these players don't pay attention to their numbers? Listen to this next quote, and you'll, you'll see that they absolutely do. 
and definitely LeBron James. Look at Steph's numbers. He averaged 30. He led the league in steals. He was 90, which is uh, shooting percentage from the free throw, shooting percentages from the free throw line. 50, shooting percentage from the field, and 40, three, um, shooting percentage from the three-pointer line. And they won 73 games. So I don't – do you have any, uh, any debate over that, really, when it comes to that award? But when you talk about most valuable, and in valuable is in quotation marks – then you can have a different conversation. So take nothing away from him. He definitely deserving of that award for sure. Now, to me, I think that's a little bitter. I thought... Stephon Curry for the next last two years was the best player in, in, in the NBA. And a lot of LeBron James fans, I know some people that, that are, if you're listening to me, you're like, come on, man. If you're Le- LeBron James, man, LeBron James is all around best player. Well, if you're playing defense and you led the league in steals, then you, I mean, if you, if you, if you led the league, excuse me, if you led the league in steals, then you must be playing some type of defense. You let the league in steals. That's not easy to do. You average 30. That's not easy to do. You average 40, over 40% from the three-point line. That's definitely not easy to do. 50% from the field overall. That's definitely not easy to do. And 90% from the foul line. LeBron James said, best player, most valuable player. Should be two different. I mean, it sounds like he may be lobbying for two different awards, but come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. I would have to say. From last year to this year, Stephon Curry upped his game. He upped his game. You thought he was lights out last year? He was absolutely ridiculous, game in and game out. Game in and game out. And LeBron James, I think he's a little bitter. And Stephon Curry, Stephon Curry says, Stephon Curry responds to LeBron James MVP comments, and this is one. This is probably I would say one of the better quotes, but this is a very good quote from Stephon Curry when asked about the um, quotes of uh, uh, from LeBron James about um, um, 
the difference between a MVP and the, the best player, um, whatever, the award. I've gotten really good at ignoring people. That is the theme of my last two years. I'm all right. Are we seeing a little rivalry here between LeBron James, who could possibly get, be getting dethroned from the best player in the game by um, a player that some people view as a little geeky, little, how is he doing this? But he's doing it. Stephon Curry? I think so. I think so. I think so. So, I think the only way, and you know that these two guys, you have to know these two guys are really, really, even though, that's what I'm saying. You don't think these guys pay attention to each other's stats and what each other is doing. Not just these guys, but the two, the high-level guys that um, – that are the stars of the game, stars of, of the NBA. Don't pay attention to what the other stars are doing on other teams. I mean, he he quoted his he quoted it in, in a, I wouldn't say impromptu, but he quoted his numbers. I'm talking about LeBron of of Stephon Curry. He quoted his numbers. He, he rattled them right off. So you don't think he knew? And then he. Uh, Can't wait. I got to believe that both these guys are on a mission. Cleveland and the Cleveland Cavaliers, led by LeBron James, cannot wait to get back to the finals, hoping, hoping upon hope that the their opponent for the NBA championship will be the Golden State Warriors to prove a point. To prove a point. LeBron James will be out there to prove a point. And I can guarantee you, in not-so-subtle terms, if they beat Golden State, that you'll hear a comment from LeBron James. I can guarantee it. I put my money on it that you'll hear a comment of some type about the worthiness of Stephon Curry as being the best player and the MVP of, of this year. Guarantee it. LeBron James has a lot riding on this. A lot, especially if they get to the championship and they go up against Golden State. He has a tremendous amount of riding on this. Simple fact, the obvious is who's the man, who is the man in the NBA? Is it Will it be me, LeBron James, or will it be Stephon Curry? And the only way they settle it is to go on the floor and – and win four out of seven games and claim the championship if they do match match up in the um, NBA Finals. But that's a long way from here. Anything can happen. Toronto or Miami could go up against the Heat. Um, excuse me, go up against the Cavaliers. And uh, 
anything can happen, and the Cavaliers could be going home, and one of those teams could be going to the finals. And conversely, on the other side, the Oklahoma City Thunder could upset the uh, Golden State Warriors and uh, be going, once again, back to the uh, NBA Finals. So a lot has a lot is riding on this, um, but it has to be played out quite naturally on the floor. All right, enough, enough, enough of the NBA. Let's talk about the NFL after this. Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts. Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. And listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. Okay, people, we are back. All right. Now, every year, Madden cover gets graced with Madden and NFL 2015, 16, 17 now, this year. It gets a, a new player to be on its cover. Now, I don't know how to say this, but this year, and I'll, I'll say this and then we'll go on from there. This year, the guy that you're getting is Rob Gunkowski. He's going to be on Madden 2017 cover. Others have great grace to cover and gotten the Madden curse, meaning they've gotten had bad seasons, had um, injuries. But Rob Gronkowski, and this was a surprise to me. I didn't think he was going to be graced on the cover of this. And I'm real surprised for the simple fact is, and, and I'm going to go on a rant here for, for a minute. This is Rob Gronkowski, who's been sh- showcased by the media um, as a party guy, quite natural. Now, if it was any other player, in the situations and and the things that were that Rob Gronkowski has been going through in different party situations and different um, uh, uh, things that that he's been caught doing. Not, not saying any illegal. They would have the media I'm talking about would 
not put up with it. Let me put it that way. Would have uh, um, really given it to him because of not not being serious enough. And, and he's a great player. I, I can't take that away from him. But how much better could he have been? If it be how much better could he be if not for all his partying and so-called in quotation mark distractive um, um, ways? What's the difference? Well, how many other guys you see doing the, these these type of events or, or being caught in, in different situations and, and making certain comments and getting the head handed to him by the media? Why is this poster boy? Rob Gronkowski get a pass. Because he the crunk, because he, he he smiles a lot, but he does dumb things, and and everybody adores that. How about how about if it was someone else uh, other than Rob Gronkowski? Because I, I I can't well I can recall guys that party a lot, women uh, doing. Um, unusual thing. I would say unusual things, but being out there, the way this media is right now, uh, rips him a new one. But this guy gets a pass. Why? Why oh why? Other than, and I know why, uh, and and this may be a bad bad example. It may be a bad example, but I'm going to bring Johnny Manziel up. Other than his domestic violence, all his all his uh, partying has been partying, uh, caught in, in partying situations, having a good time, not doing anything uh, illegal. But he gets lambasted because he's not a big superstar. He gets ripped a new one because he's not a superstar. Everybody celebrates the life of Ronk, Gronk, the Gronk. Now he's like I said, he's gracing the cover of Madden 17. I didn't, I didn't even know what the what the competition was, who he was going up against, the several players who was going up against. It's no neither here nor there now because he's the, he's the one that's going to be on the cover. Excuse me. I'm just saying, just saying, that one of those hmm type of moments. Have you heard about the Oakland Raiders possibly moving from Oakland because not being able to come to a deal with the Oakland, uh, the city of Oakland, and moving to the city who never sleeps, Las Vegas. Oklahoma, I mean, excuse me, the Oakland Raiders um, owner, Mark Davis, has pledged $500 million. He put up $500 million. The NFL, I said, I think would be able to put up 200 to $250 million, if I'm not mistaken about that. So 
It's up to the city of Las Vegas to step up and come to a deal, pledge the money that would get this done. And if 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 all sides agree on a, a number, then in most of these stadiums right now, it'll take a billion dollars. That and that's up obscene takes a billion dollars for an NFL stadium to be built. You know, besides the field and a regular stadium, you got to have certain amenities. You got to be able to draw people into it, make it family friendly um, and, and uh, uh, a showpiece for whatever city it's going to be. That's what's going to be uh, in, um, L.A., when the L.A. Stadium, stadium gets built for the uh, Rams, it's going to be a showpiece. And uh, something that, that more than likely can be used all, all, all year round or accessed all year round for one, one reason or another. But the backup plan, if the now Oakland Raiders don't move to Las Vegas, the mayor of Las Vegas considers the Chargers a viable backup plan if the Raiders opt out not to move to Nevada. Now, he said, I know they're absolutely looking to move. It's not exactly a concrete declaration. Um, he's speaking of the Chargers. Good, uh, the mayor, uh, Carolyn Goodman, said it seems to be reading the tea leaves more than relaying information based on actual talks. Aside from Goodman, there has been nothing connecting the bolts to Sin City. Now, hey, you know, St. Louis was extremely disappointed, including the fans, that they had the Rams there for 20 years. And they they move it back to L.A., where they originated from. It's a huge financial hit for a city. You have to think of all the people that are employed by the NFL uh, NFL organization, and then all the business and shops in the surrounding area of the stadium. The financial hit is huge, and the financial windfall it would be for a city like like Las Vegas, uh, or like I said, a financial hit if one of these NFL teams, be it the Chargers or the Raiders, leave San Diego or Oakland. Huge financial hit, not just for the people that are employed as NFL employees or team employees in that particular city, but for the outlying businesses that profit of having an NFL team in their city. So any team, any city that is able to win a NFL team to it would be ecstatic, would be absolutely uh, jumping for, uh, joy for now having an NFL team, now employing 
uh, now the employment rate for that city is going to go up because quite naturally business thrive. Um, you need um, local help for that city. Uh, positions open up for um, being able to um, work for that NFL team. And the business around business would pick up. So you employ more people to accommodate more customers in the businesses that are going to thrive because and now you have an NFL team in your city. So it's a excuse me, a domino effect, so to speak. Everyone would like to like to uh have a NFL team in their community because of the economical rise that everyone would benefit from. Local guy, local guy. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on here. Local guy. Lives about, well, used to live about 10 minutes from here, maybe 20 minutes at, at the most. Went to a high school 15, 20 minutes from where I live. Played in the NFL. Um, had some issues uh, with, his, with his knee over, over the time. Uh, and now it looks like that his career may be over. Talking about Noshaw Marino. Uh, He'll turn 29 in July. Um, he had an ACL tear last year, and he 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 had knee issues in the past during his NFL career, and uh, it looks like uh, he's about 80 percent done with football. Either running back. For those who don't know, most of you do. Majority of you probably do. Um, and running backs take take a tremendous pounding, including their knees. Some are fortunate enough not to um, get as injured as much as Noshan Marino and have uh, good careers. Unfortunately, he was one of these. Um, players that um, had, I would say, constant knee injuries, but had uh, injuries that prevented him from sustaining his uh, skill level in the NFL. And it looks like it's coming to an end. It is what it is. is. You can't fight father time. Time um, is always undefeated. bunch of guys been uh getting wrapped up uh miles jack got wrapped up uh, i'm talking about um signed to a four-year 6.3 million dollar contract that sounds like it's a little low well you, you got a tier level not like in the way in the past where you get signed your skill level is what it, it, it this is this is what you get signed to and then 
then at the end of your rookie contract, then you got to go from there. If you're, if you, if you outplay your contract, you quite naturally you're going to get rewarded for it. If you don't, then you more than likely uh, will get paid this, your equivalent of of uh, what you produced in the NFL. Um, he got picked in the second round. I'm talking about Miles Jack, and and I know these are two different positions and uh, two different draft positions also. Jack being a linebacker, uh, signed 36 overall. Carson Wentz, who got signed also, uh, but he got picked number two overall. Miles Jack, four years, $6.3 million. Carson Wentz, quarterback. Quarterback is the man. Quarterback gets paid more. You know that. Uh, Four-year, $26 million contract with a $17.6 million signing bonus. So, these guys play the game right, uh, play the cards right, I should say. Carson Wentz is more set for life than Miles Jack. You get a $17.6 million signing bonus. That's $17.6 million up front that you got in the bank. That's not what you are getting during the year. That's what you get for signing. Just putting your John Hancock, just putting Carson Wentz signature on a on the line. $17.6 million. You get a check for $17.6 million. That's crazy money. That's monopoly money. That's I'm set for life money. If you invest it right. If you do the right thing with it. And him being a humble guy, in my opinion, from uh, North Dakota, I don't think he's going to get too extravagant on, on the things that he's going to want um, in the future. Probably give a little bit to his mom. Probably set himself up with a nice house somewhere, which is fine. You know, you don't need a big, you know. I know these guys, if, if you see some of these houses that these guys get into, huge houses, got to play the role because you got that big money. I don't see a reason why. Don't see a reason why. All you need is a house that's comfortable. You don't need, don't need something that's crazy, crazy uh, out of this world. Unless you want to play that big time, big time role. Because the average life of an NFL player, Three years, four years, somewhere. So a lot of them uh, get get to the next get to their contract, uh, and hopefully they get they can get their uh, out of the rookie contract after it's en- ended, and get into the second year contract. Which if they play well, is the real big contract for some of these guys that aren't drafted in the first round. So you got to understand that. Guys have to understand that. I mean, some of these guys come from different uh, lifestyles that have never seen this type of money and have a tendency to go overboard, and they pay in the backside. You have to, when I say backside, I'm, I'm talking about they pay at the end of their career because of what they did in the beginning of their career.
Learn from the guys that came before you. You don't even have to learn from the guys in the NFL. You learn from guys in different sports. Some of these guys, like in the NBA, and I'm trying to think of his name as we speak to him. He's on the uh, he's a star from the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard. I think he lives in a two bedroom apartment. Drives a late model SUV. Lives a very humble lifestyle and and, and saves and invests his money. Doesn't spend all that much. Really don't need all that much. Don't need all that much. Because your life as a NBA player, uh, maybe a little longer if you stay healthy, versus a football player, which is a collision sport, which is three or four years, average life. This life after football. So say you come out of college at 22 years old. I'm just saying 22. You play, I'll give you four years. That's 26. Average lifespan of a person this, this, that, uh, of this year, I mean, um, the average lifespan of a person now is like 74, 75 is a male. And even if it's, if, if it's a football player whose average life may be shorter, We'll, we'll get to, we'll say 70. All right. We'll knock four years, four or five years off your lifespan. You get to 70. So you come out of school at 22. You play only four years in the NFL. Um, and you make, in your rookie contract, you make six. We'll, we'll go Miles Jack, 36, 36 pick overall. He's got $6.3 million. Okay. That's what you make. Half of that, and I will say, four million is what you what you what you take home, and I could be wrong, but somewhere around that, okay. For your for your four years, you got from age twenty six, age seventy, which is forty four years, twice almost twice, almost twice the amount. Any any NFL career at 26, you got 44 more years to get to 70. To 70. What are you going to do for the rest of your life? How are you going to set yourself up? Just think about that. Think about that. Last but not least, I got three minutes to talk about it. And uh, I know Mr. FSP is probably going to listen to this show sometime in the, in the near future to see if I actually gave him his due. Um, that's one reason why I waited to the last few minutes of the show. All right, Mr. FSP, we uh, had a matchup on uh, fantasy baseball. Unfortunately, uh, you are kicking my butt. Hats off to you. It uh, seems like, like I told you yesterday, it was a perfect storm that uh, what could go wrong or what's not being done uh, with the players or not being done, but what's not being uh, accomplished by my players is being accomplished by your players. Seems like 
everything is going right with your everyday players and your pitching, and everything is going wrong with my everyday players and my pitching, which is fine. Uh, it's early in the season. I said this yesterday, and I'll say it again. It's early in the season. Can't expect my team to, to, to have all-star caliber play week in and week out. Oh, I would like it. But unfortunately, I ran into the perfect storm. And unfortunately, it was against Mr. FSP, which I he is definitely gloating. If you listened to the show last yesterday, excuse me, if you listened, if you listened to the show yesterday, you heard uh, uh, Victor uh, gloating unmercifully, unmercifully to, about it to me. Well, it's 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 warranted. I can't say it's warranted, and we all do the same thing. You play to win the game. Hello, you play to win the game. You don't play it, play it. And that's right. You play to win the game. Uh, some win, some, and quite naturally, it's got to be a winner. And there has to be a loser. And this week, I happen to be ca- catching that big L on the front of my forehead. And uh, y- y- I'm not eating humble pie, but I'm eating, I'm eating loser pie for sure. All right, people. We come to the end of the show. Tune in next week. Same time, same bat channel. I'll be here again. I'm JTAK, the master. And uh, hopefully you come back to another edition of the uh, master plan. Enjoy the rest of you Sunday. Enjoy the rest of uh, the week. And I'll see you next week. We're out.